chapter. Galatians, first chapter. Good to have uh, Phil Size with us today. I appreciate Phil. Did his wife's funeral, hipped in it a couple of years ago, and I know he's had a broken heart. You know, he's one of them that come up through hard knocks. I've heard part of his testimony, rode in motorcycle gangs, lived on the street, left home when he was young. Amen, and God's took care of him. I praise the Lord. Good to have you with us, Phil. Hey. Hadn't seen him in a while. Blessing when he come in the door. Amen. Well, God's good. You know, it's a blessing to me to sit down and talk to the young lady, 95 years old, that that we'd worship God with the first few years we are saved. Worshiped with her since she's been here to church. But it's a blessing how God had uh, given her many years and still at home by herself. And she's praising God that she's still at home by herself and still moving around, getting some things done for herself. And you never know what God's got in store for you. Butch mentioned, uh, you know, I run up on people I just witnessed to right there, but. Every now and then I've got a plan. Amen. I set my face towards Jerusalem. We'll have it that way to a rest home or a, or a place. And I had a place. Uh, uh, I had to have that tooth fixed. And I thought, I've got an hour or two on my own. So we went to the nursing home. And I had my face set to go talk to somebody. And I did. I got to talk to her and witness to her and, and uh, carried on some. And she told some of them I used to be her pastor and that I still cared about, and the pastor come. But the good part about it was I got to go pray with somebody I had no idea was in the nursing home. Had no idea they were up here. I had no idea. But God knows how to fix everything. So uh, I'm just bragging on God. If we go put ourselves out there a little bit, God will give us something to do. Amen. This is probably a, not a Baptist message. Amen. But it's a good message. Amen. It's straight. I'm going to try to read it out of the Word of God so there won't be no doubt about it. We'll go to Galatians, uh, the first chapter there to start with. And the title that God has laid on my heart, and this is all that I've got wrote down, is the title of this message. And I'll read starting the fourth verse of the first chapter of Galatians. Let's go to the third verse. Grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. There's grace and peace already to us from the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said the fourth verse, and we just come through the, uh, the death, burial, and the resurrection here at Easter, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we... Whether it's the right time or not, but we celebrated the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said in the fourth verse, Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus didn't die in vain. He died to deliver us. From this present evil world. Glory to God. And if we go back into bondage, it's entirely up to us. But he died on that cross. Amen. And he suffered and he bled. Amen. With agony and made fun of and aggravated and hung on the cross. And they come by and laughed at him said, If you be uh, the king of kings, others you've raised, why don't you take care of yourself? Why don't you come down off of that cross? And Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what to do. I'm talking about a Jesus that went to the tomb, glory to God, with a forgiving heart to forgive us of all of our sins, to lift us up, glory to God, to deliver us from this evil present world. So listen to what I'm saying today. Glory to God, God didn't save us to drink alcohol, to cuss and to rave and commit adultery. He delivered us from this present evil world. So if we 
go back into that, we are under our own lust. We've walked out from under the hand of God. He'll take you back. He'll take you back. Honey, but you can't continue to walk out from under the hand of God, the delivering hand of God, and still make it to heaven. Amen. That's the word of God. This thing is real today. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Do we glorify God like we need to glorify God? Oh, I'm afraid not. I sat this morning, I went to the altar this morning, I come back and I look at Bill, how sad I am as a Christian. I want to do good. My desire is to serve God to the fullest. My desire is to be a greater Christian. My desire, glory to God, is that I can pass by and the shadow, glory to God, as it was Peter, and somebody can be healed. Somebody will know that I've been with God. That's my desire. Amen. And this present world, amen, is knocking on my door, trying to stop me, to shut me down, close out my testimony. And the pews are empty all over America today uh, that people that have done good and been blessed by God and forgot what God has done for them. Uh, I forgot who delivered them out of the destruction and this present world of sin. Honey, and I know how Satan draws. I know how he draws. I've been a child of God 54 years. Satan wants us to stop. He don't want us to worship God. He wants us discouraged. But I'm glad he's there forever and forever. Uh, I can witness and testify to you. Uh, uh, the Lord has never left me. Uh, he's never forsaken me. Uh, he's always had forgiveness. Uh, he's always reached out for me. Amen. Glory to God. I hope I've got that point across. Now we go with the scripture. Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed. That's my message. <laughs> That God has laid on my heart. So soon removed from Him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. When I was saved, I don't ever remember another Bible being printed. I don't remember a lot of things back then that's going on in the day in the present world that we live in today. But it's just like Butch read about Ukraine this morning. Ukraine was totally under Russia at one time. So was Romania. So was Europe. So was confined under Russia. So they was a part of Russia. Amen. And they pulled out and they had all kinds of things that God had blessed them with. Gas and, and Ukrainium and, and, and you, all this stuff that they had. All these chemicals and all this stuff. Self-sufficient. You know what? America has been self-sufficient for so long. We've not had to depend on nobody. But we forgot where it came from. Amen. So he, God has let Russia come down and stir them up. I'm going to tell you, it'll get your attention. How about if you was expecting a bomb to hit your house today? We can't even imagine that. We can't even imagine. And I walked down the streets of Israel, people that were scared because the bombs, the scud missiles had come in to their place and they had expected them any time. And they showed us that is where the scud missile hit. This is the building that it tore down. Can you imagine Mount Airy, glory to God, just a small town being wiped off of the map, glory to God, till we have no place to get groceries. Can you imagine having to leave your home and walking down to a place that you don't even know where you're going. Amen. And got everything that you've got on your back and little children following along with you. I can't even imagine that. But I'm going to tell you something. It's because we forgot God. Amen. That this is happening to us. I can remember 15 cent gas. I can really remember 12 cent gas. Amen. Why is it $4 now? Because we forgot God. We're running to and fro in every direction and we're not giving God the praise, the honor, and the glory in the Bible 
Bible said, why are you so, he said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of God. And the Bible said, many are called, but few are chosen. I feel like a chosen person of God, amen, Amen. that he called me into the ministry, into the work of God. And he said, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you that would pervert the gospel of Christ. And I preached this time and time again, pervert means to just change, just change the gospel a little bit and fix it to suit ourselves. How much have we just changed a little bit to suit ourselves? Honey, we'll take the whole gospel just exactly like the gospel is written or they won't none of it work for us. Amen. We can't take out little parts and fix it the way we want it and I hear it all the time. I thought about the brother mentioned there how many times he used to go to Mount Air and hear a phone ring. Glory to God. It was, you know, when I was raised up, I came back from Canada and I remember Mama had got a telephone in 1959, I believe it was. Amen. The first telephone that we'd ever had in our house. And you can't even go to the bathroom supposed to relax, amen, without the phone ringing and you wonder who it is. So we should be meditating upon God instead of wondering who's calling me. And that little thing, Janet's bad for it. She'll say to me, she say, your phone dinged. Your phone dinged. Who cares if my phone dinged? <laughs> Amen. I may be meditating upon. They have removed from the gospel of Christ. And you know what would mess up that train of thought? Ding, ding, ding. Because we got an inquisitive mind. Hello, Jerry, ain't we? That might have been another $1,000 job I could have got. Woo. Right. Or that might be somebody won't take me out to lunch. Or all this stuff. The phone has hurt us. Amen. 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 It's, it's t- the TV has hurt us. I grew up without a TV. And I've let all of this stuff hurt me. Mm. I grew up without a credit card and I've let all this stuff hurt me. But though we, listen to what the Word of God said, but though we, Paul said me, though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Let him be done away with. As we said before, so say I now again, if many men preach any other gospel unto you, then that ye have received, let him be accursed. The tenth verse, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I had yet pleased men, I should be should not be the servant of Christ. Another verse, if I can find it. Yeah. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? So America is bewitched today in believing that we can get by. There's thousands today that testify they're saved when they're four years old, sitting at the bar stool, will not go to church, won't praise God, never do nothing that the Bible said, and they'll tell you they're all right. I'm going to tell you they've been bewitched by somebody. They've been deceived by somebody. He said, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whom eyes Christ Jesus has seen evidently set forth, crucified among you. So we're bewitched. These people saw Jesus crucified before them and they were bewitched that they could go on in their own direction, uh, that they could do their own thing. So how about us 2,000 years ago down the road? How foolish are we today when we think that we can get over on God and do a little bit of sin and still get by? I'm going to tell you, God is God and besides Him, uh, uh, there's none other. He's done everything that He could do. 
He gave His Son, amen. He gave us the Holy Ghost. He's done everything that He could do. He took us out from under the law because man could not live by the law. Glory to God. He couldn't make it. He couldn't survive. And God has made it easier and easier for you and I and we still can't live by grace today. We've leaned on grace. We've made excuses that we're under grace. We've made excuses. And I've heard it time and time again. The fellow said, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm not a sinner no more. If I'm a sinner, I need to be saved. I can't be a sinner and be saved also. Glory to God. And it said, I seen something. It said, Janet had something there and I looked on it. And it said, artificial and natural. Bless God, it can't be both. Artificial and natural. I don't remember what I looked at it on. But artificial and natural. We're not a, a natural Christian if we're an artificial one. Artificial ain't real. Artificial is something that man made. But the natural birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, glory to God, will last forever. So we're not, we're not a sinner saved by grace. We was a sinner and we're saved by grace. If we're still a sinner, we need to be saved by grace. Amen. We need Jesus Christ in our lives. I'm going to go. Glory to God. I'm going to go to Kings. And I won't get all this, but I'm going to give you all I can get out of it. Can't get it all, I know. 1 Kings 13th chapter. I could go. I could go on back, but I, I, I try not to get get too far out of line. But uh, we can find why Israel failed. He said, "Because they have forsaken me and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of Zidon, Chemos, the god of Moabites, and uh, Michael, the uh, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways to do that that they done." So that is the reason that they started having troubles down the line. And we'll uh, come right on down to, and it said there in the 19th verse of the 12th chapter, and it said, All Israel rebelled against the house of David until this day. So they were coming against of the house of David. Why? Because they were sin in their life. They had false gods. And we can find where, and, 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 and let me get this. I hope I can get it. Uh, but uh, Jeroboam there was a, the, uh, the son of Solomon. Amen. And Solomon was so hard that Solomon had preached the word. And I'm talking about Rehoboam was, was the son of, of, of Solomon. And Jeroboam was the son of Naboth. Amen. And he had been run off by Solomon because Solomon preached so heavy and so hard. Amen. So strict. So he run off down to Egypt. I thought just exactly like a bunch of Baptists are doing today. Amen. Uh, the word is so hard. I'll just run off down there in Egypt uh, and stay a little while. And he found out Solomon had died and, and Solomon had passed away. And you come uh, Jeroboam back up there and he told, I uh, said to Rehoboam, he said, uh, uh, I'll come back and and serve you and I'll walk with you. And Rehoboam, he went to his uh, elder men. He, the Bible said that he went to the older folks, the old men. And the old men told him, said, if you'll just be good to them, go ahead and preach the word. He said, they'll come in here and they'll serve you. It could have been peace. They, they'll come in here and they'll serve you if, if you'll just preach easy, if, if preach easy to them. They'll just come in and serve you and do just any way, any way you want it. They'll be there for you. Rehoboam wasn't satisfied with that. So the Bible said he went to the young men that was of his age. You read it in the Bible. He went to the young men that was his age and said, what would you all do? And they said, make it harder than Solomon had ever made it. And you can read it in the Bible. It gave several words. But make it tough on them. Bring them down. So Jeroboam wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to listen to that. We'll go into the 13th chapter and read what Jeroboam did. I might need to jump down here in the 12th chapter just a little bit. Yeah, the 22nd verse. Shemaiah the man of God. C-H-E-M-A-I-A. Shemaiah the, the man of God said to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judea. I don't know if y'all realize it today, but as we was talking even in the prayer room 
and we was talking about Ukraine being a part of Russia. And this is the same thing with Israel and, and Judea. They was a part of each other. They were some of the same bloodline, amen, that maybe had crossed the border and was up there maybe in another place. But he said, speaking to Rehoboam, the word of God said, and the son of Solomon, king of Judea, and into all the house of Judea and Benjamin and the remnant of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, you shall not go up for fire against your heathen, your brethren and your children of Israel return every man to his house. He said, don't go up and fight with these. Even though Israel had turned against uh, Judea and Israel had turned against uh, Rehoboam and they were against the house of David. Amen. And so there was coming a separation. And I see it today, honey. I don't even know. There's 400 and some uh, known denominations in our land today. Amen. And we're coming against each other. And Larry's done mention, Butch has done mention how we're fighting against each other. And I know there's some of those uh, uh, people in Ukraine that are born again children of God that are laying in the street that have died, amen, for the cause of their faith. Because uh, 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 in Russia they had turned against uh, God, but they're still children of God in Russia. Amen. They're children of God in Mount Vernon Church, uh, but there's some that needs to be saved. There's some that uh, needs to come back to their first love. Some of us, uh, I need to grow up closer to God. Uh, we need to start with a forgiving heart. Uh, we need to start loving as God loved us. Uh, we need to start picking each other up and uh, not let the devil beat them down when the enemy has crossed the line and tries to beat our brother down. We need to lift him up if there's any state. The lady that I, I went to visit that Thursday, Lord, it just broke my heart. It broke my, I ain't even going to go there. It broke my heart to see how far you can go down, neighbor. How far you can go down. Don't get away from God. Hold fast to God. Don't play games with God. This thing is real today. And we find that at Jeroboam, and, and let's read it right here, and he said... In the 25th, 25th of the 12th chapter, and Jeroboam built Shishim and Mount Ephraim and dwelt therein and went out from thence and built Peniel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the king return to the house of David. If his people, listen to this carefully, if his people go up to the sacrifice of the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the, the heart of the people turn again into the Lord, even unto, it said, even unto their Lord, and even unto Rehoboam, king of Judea, then they shall kill me, and again to Rehoboam, king of Judea. So that's the job of Satan. His, his name here was Jeroboam, but he said if they go up to the house of Jerusalem, if they go up to the house of Jerusalem, they'll, they'll come back to their Lord and they'll serve Rehoboam and then I won't have a chance. They'll kill me. Is that what's happening in the churches today? Separation. Jealousy. What did Corona do? It done the work of Satan. It separated. It brought down. The Word of God said, don't go up against those people. Don't, don't go out there and fight against them. He said, Rehoboam, he said, stay in. So all the people went to their tents. They went to their place. And I believe the Bible don't say it. I believe they went and prayed. I want to do the right thing. Too many times when trouble comes, we want to fight. Amen. We don't want to give in. We don't want to say we're wrong. You know why separation comes in a marriage? Hello? They want nobody to say they're wrong. They're right in their own eyes. And the Bible said plainly, if the people go, no, 28 verse, wherefore the king took counsel, this old king Jeroboam, he took counsel and he made two calves, 28th verse of the 12th chapter. He made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And he set the one in Bethel and he set the other in Dan. And this thing became a sin for the people, went to worship before the one even unto Dan. And he made a house 
of high places. Come on, church. Ain't that a separation? He made a house in high places. He made golden images. And you know what He told them? He said, don't you go up there to Mount Vernon. He said, that preacher up there has got a false doctrine. He thinks you can be saved and you can get out of the God's will and die and go to hell. He said, you need to come to our church. You need to come to our church. And then you can do what you want to do. And you couldn't go to hell if you wanted to. I'm telling us the truth, church. I'm going to stand on the Word of God. If you love God, you'll serve Him. You'll walk over the devil. You'll do whatever it takes to worship God. You'll put God first in your life. You may stumble and fall, but you'll get back up and praise God. Glad we're still able to go in the name of Jesus. Praise His holy name. But you know what Jeroboam wanted? He wanted attention. He wanted kingship. He he wanted to be king over Israel. He already had Judea. He wanted it all. He wanted to take it all if he could get it. So he took what the people wanted. Hello, church. How many has ever told you why it's all right to go to the ball game on Sunday? I mean, it's just the Sabbath day and you've worked six days and my Lord, the Lord will understand if you just go ahead and play around. And then when God chastises you, wear the church to death. Hello? I'm telling us the truth. I'm going to read the Word of God. And He said He made a house of high places and made priest of the lowest of the people. He didn't go get the spiritual people that might give him a hard time. He got the lowest people. Those that wasn't spiritual, those that, that didn't, do, didn't know much about the Lord or the law, maybe couldn't even read, he went and got the very lowest crowd that he could get and put them in so they'd be under him. Church, my Lord and my God, if it ain't where we're living today, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's where we're at today. I wouldn't be, re- I wouldn't be surprised at, at any time that God take His hand off America. We're exalted. So look at us. We can't fall. We're, we're God's people. Jesus was the darling Son of God and God used Him to redeem the world. So He can use us, neighbor. He can use us. And I may have to go with blood streaming out of my ears to win one to the Lord. <clears throat> Let me just give you just a little bitty touch. And that's all I'm going to do is touch. we got a great grandson, Riley. I love the little fellow. About 20 months old. And I said, I'm going to take him to altar. Somebody, somebody's got to teach him a little about Jesus. I took him to the altar and he didn't understand the altar. And I got him a rock. He did understand the rock. I said, we're taking this to the altar. He said, I want that there. I said, no, we're going to the altar. But I thought, out of, I, get to see him, I ain't seen him in three weeks, but out of three weeks, how for five minutes can I learn a young one to pray at the altar out of five minutes in three weeks? I said it last Sunday. Let me say it again. I learned my ABCs because she beat it into my head. Every day in school, she beat it into my head. I'll be ABD. No, it ain't right. ABCD. Beat it into my head. It was more than five minutes every three weeks. I'm going to tell you, we come to church once a month and supposed to have a whole Holy Ghost shout, glory to God. And we come to church and then we leave saying, I never got fed. Bless God, you never bought your plate turned up. I come to eat from the Master's table to enjoy the Word of God. Maybe somebody will get saved, another Christian get revived. Somebody will decide they need to preach. Somebody will decide they need to visit. Somebody will decide they need to glorify the name of Jesus. That's why I'm here today, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. 
Scott had never done it. He called me last night. He said, Daddy, I've read all the New Testament. And I, I think he said 28th chapter. 28th chapter in Matthew. Starting through the New Testament again. How many has read 28 chapters of anything this week? I hope you don't have to go to prison to read. I thought, I guess, the, as much as I've ever read in my life till lately was when Scotty was shot and I was sitting there with time to kill, couldn't go nowhere, sitting in the hospital waiting for visiting hours. That was just a, an hour or two a day. Sitting there waiting. And I read, I had little notes everywhere I could have preached 14 revivals in one week I'd studied and read and prayed we did amen I just happened to think about that in 05 and the next week in 06 they were going to operate in June of 06 been a year they were going to operate on Scotty and I said would you could you put it off one one more week I've done got my flight ticket to go to Cuba Dr. Chain said, yeah, we'll work that out. And the, the, they, the operation was all day. Me and Jeff Castle, Dale Cable, he said, said, Bill, you preach one place, and Jeff, you preach the next one we get to go to. We went to 14 different churches, house churches and real churches. In five and a half days, I preached 14 times, and Jeff Castle preached 14 times. He said, you boys just won't quit. I was some younger. But can I tell you why? I, don't, I can't say why Jeff did. Maybe he just fired up anyhow. But I was fired up because my son had lived a year. Am I still praising God for that? I know, I know our, our sister, and I thought of you last night. I praise God for you. It's been roughly a year since her daughter 27, 28 years old past. And I thought, you know what she's done? They've been in church. Amen. Thank you. I lay there in bed and I praise God for it. Phil, Phil, you know, Phil ought to have been dead a long time ago. Come up the road today and said, I'm going to church. I believe he told me, he said, if I don't change my mind, he was talking to somebody on the phone, they said, don't change your mind, go on. Too many of us have changed our mind. Amen. Yeah. We set out, I'll leave here, I'm going to serve God, I'm going to visit. Yeah. What a blessing to walk by in the nursing home and know that you can go out. Yeah. Bush didn't go into prison with a shout on his mind. Back in the 70s. Do you know why he can go in with a shout now? Because he knows he can get out. I'm about to have a spell. (laughs) I know I'm going to get out of this old body into my new body. Amen. That's just plumb exciting. Glory to God. I need to go on and preach a little bit. But he said he got... Went to the, made high places and made priests of the lowest of the people, which were not of the sons of Levi. See, he disobeyed God in every direction. Tried to build. I'm going to tell you, they're building prayer meetings and tent meetings. They're building church meetings that ain't of God. Amen. Amen. They're setting up false. I'm going to tell you something. God don't send a revival to tear down foot washing. Amen. Or communion service. God don't sit out to tear down a fellow that's trying to live right and tell him he can go get drunk if he wants to. It ain't sin of God. And Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month. This is 32nd verse. In the eighth month, on the 15th day of the month, like unto the feast that is in Judea, and he offered up to the altar. So did he in Bethel. Let me jump down. And he said in the 33rd verse, So he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel the 15th day of the 8th month and the 7th 
eighth month, even in the month which he had devised of his own heart. That that he had devised of his own heart. Get that. That that he had devised of his own heart. That's his golden calves. That's his priest of, of low degree. That is setting up his church to suit himself. Amen. He, and he said, uh, of his own heart, and ordained a feast unto the children of Israel, and he offered upon them the altar of burnt incense. I'm going to the 13th chapter. Amen. And I'm just about done. And behold, there came a man of God. And behold, there came a man of God. Maybe the same man of God that told him, said, you can't fight against yourself. But when sin gets in the camp, there come a man of God said, Oh, altar, oh, altar, don't go, don't go. Let me read what it said. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judea by the, by the word of the Lord into Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. There he stood by his own altar, there by his own sacrifices, his two uh, golden caves that he put, one in Bethel and one in Dan. And he cried against, and he cried, the man of God cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall be offered the priest of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and the men houses shall be burnt down. And it's saying what he's saying there. He said these these uh, low degree people that you put in as priest, the the underdog, these that God has not called, maybe not even saved, but I know it's under law, but not called of God. He said they're gonna burn on the altar. You tell what the word of God said. They're going to burn on the altar. And he gave a sign, the same saying, This is the, the sign which the Lord has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent. It'll be torn down. The altar will be torn down. I thought about I've got an altar with thousands of rocks on it. I want it to be not an altar that I built. I want it to be an altar to remember what God has done for me all through the years and that God give me strength for one more message, to win one more soul, to get one more child of God, amen, to get back on fire for the glory of God. He rent and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. Listen to this fourth verse. And it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God which had cried against the altar in Bethel. He cried out against the altar. It wasn't an altar of God. That he put forth his hand. I wonder, church, How many false altars are out there today? I thought in my own prayer, I laid there last night, maybe this morning, I don't even know, but I laid there and I thought, how many prayers have I prayed amiss? I've heard some of our people say here, Lord, let a big deer come by that I can shoot down a deer with a big rack. That ain't worth a plug nickel nobody. Lord, here I am in this finishing turn, uh, fishing tournament, finishing tournament, fishing tournament, and I'd like to get the biggest bass. That ain't worth a plug nickel. <laughs> no, no. You might as well have a might, might as well have a gold or a silver calf sitting up there. But that's just a few of the things. I used to, and I've grown out of it. Praise the Lord. But I used to want my man to win in that race. And boy, I'd get, I mean, I'd get up on my seat. And now I go to sleep. I ain't even got no man. It don't, it don't matter. But think about it. How, how foolish we are over ball games. How we go to extremes to go for our team. And I see, I see Christian people on Facebook arguing over their team. I don't have a team, so you can't argue with me there. Amen. But I've got a doctrine. If you're going to heaven, you're going to have to live right. 
You're going to have to walk, right? It's going to make more than a little profession. Amen. When you got in trouble, when you're sick and needed help, it's going to take more than a little profession. It's going to take enduring to the end. Amen. I love Matthew 24. Baptists don't like Matthew 24. And I was in the church one time they left out part of Matthew 24 said, I don't know what this means. They won't never know till they get saved. <laughs> Amen. God which had cried. Let me read forth first. And it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God which had cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar saying, Lord, lay, ho- lay hold on, saying, lay hold on him. And his hand which he put forth against him dried up so that he could not put it in again to him. I want us to get this. This was the man of God, and he told Jeroboam the truth. Jeroboam said, Lay a hold of him. And as he reached out to lay a hold of the man of God, what what if I reached out and say he's the man of God? And I reached out to get him and my hand just crumbled and twisted till I couldn't. Would that bring fear on you? So don't tell me that he wasn't a man of God. I'm gonna keep reading to you. But don't tell me that he wasn't the man of God. And he went down. I can read it to you. He went down and Jeroboam said, said, pray for me, please. I beseech you. Pray for me that my hand would be restored. So Jeroboam believed. But he didn't believe enough till he wanted his way and he built golden calves. So he asked the man of God, said, pray for me that my hand be restored. And there that thing come. Just like it was. That a man of God. And the man that was working against him, he said, I've come to tell you the truth. You've reached out and got me in your hand right up. But I still love you. That's a man of God. He said, I still love you. I'm going to pray that it'll come back home. And he did. And he did. Let's read on the Word of God. This gets good to me. This excites me right down to my feet. The altar also was rent. The altar just come apart, tore apart. And the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given in the Word of the Lord. And the king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God, and may, and I'll just have brought you that. And the king said unto the man, seventh verse of God, Come home with me, and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. The eighth verse, get this eighth verse good. And the man of God said unto the king, King Jeroboam, If thou wilt give me half of thine house, I will not go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread, nor drink water in this place. For so it was, and for so was it charged me that the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, and turn again by the same way. Don't go back the same way you come. Go another way. So he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. So it was commanded of him from God not to eat bread, not drink water, not stay there. And his told, God told him, he said, go another way. And do you all agree this was the man of God? But God laid out some simple things. How simple is that? God said He'd feed us. He'll take care of us. Don't go there for reward from this man that you just healed. The man that you just prayed with don't go there and eat just because He has lifted you up. In the 11th verse, He said, Now, and there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel. I want you to get that. He said, There's an old prophet in Bethel. What's a prophet? A follower of God. A prophet is a, a messenger. And He said, In the 11th verse, there was an old there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done and that, did, and, and that day in Bethel and the words which he had spoken to the king, then they told him also to their father. And their father said unto them, What way went he for this? Sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judea. 
Let me jump for sake of time. I want us to remember that it was a prophet, a, a, a son of God, a man of God. And here he's run up on an old prophet down in Bethel. In the 18th verse, the old prophet, and he said unto him, I am a prophet, also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But the Bible said that old prophet lied. That's the word of God in the 18th verse. But he lied unto him. So what I'm telling you, when God says don't drink that water or don't go that route, I need to take a minute, just a minute. How many of us today, us, are sitting here today that's doing some things we wouldn't do at all when we first got saved? That we'd have been afraid to touch it. But somebody or some old prophet, maybe some young person, a new way, and they wrote down a new book and handed out two years of Bible and said, if you go this way, it'll be easier. Jeroboam knew the hard time. He came up under Solomon, and Solomon was strict. And he run down to Egypt because he couldn't override Solomon. But when another one come up, Rehoboam, he thought, I will. I'll pull him my way. I'll pull the people my way. And how many of us fed a brand new Cadillac and a nineteen twenty-eight A model or B model sitting over here? But God said this A model will take you where you want to go and where I want you. But how many of us would grab that Cadillac? It's full of gas and that A model might not even crank. That's what the devil tells you. If God said don't drink that water, don't drink that water. How many of us have went? I've went. I've went and preached. God wasn't more in it than a billy goat. Our revival's coming up if God ain't in it. Ain't nothing going to happen. Or any other revival you go to. Nineteenth verse, the man of God. So he went back with him and did eat bread in the house and drank water. He just had testified out of his mouth, if you give me half of what you got, Jeroboam, I won't eat here. Because God told me not to and He told me not to go home the same way I come here. But here the old prophet persuaded him. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judea, saying, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee. Church, are we in danger? America's in danger. God called me to come out from among the world and be a separated people. To not partake of the sins and the things of this world. Amen. 22, but he came back and he's eating bread and drank water. 24 said, and when he was gone, he left. The 24th verse. And when he was gone, this is the man of God. When he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him, and his carcass was cast in the way. 
For the ash stood by it, the lion also stood by the carcass. And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass and cast in the way. Carcass cast in the way, and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. And when the prophet that brought him back from the way heard thereof, he said, It is the man of God. He was disobedient unto the Lord, to the word of the Lord. Therefore the Lord hath delivered him unto the lion, which hath torn him and slain him, according to the word of the Lord. So neighbors, today, let me jump down to 33. After this thing, Jeroboam returned not from the evil way, but made again all the lowest of the people priests of the high places, Wheresoever would, he considered, whosoever would, he considered him, and he became one of the priests of the high places. Today, ain't that how we are? We'll go to all lengths to get a new convert. To see one make a profession of faith. To add to our church. And maybe they're not even saved. We'll put them in the pulpit. We'll put them in as deacons. we put them in as teachers. It's where we're at today. There's more Jeroboam's of us walking than we'll ever know. There's more looking to our own gain. Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed. From him that calls you. Him that saves you. Has anybody ever ever done anything in any way more for you than Jesus Christ? Nobody has never even touched the surface of what the Lord Jesus Christ done for me. I have an avid, avid remembrance of the clean feeling that come over me laying in the bathroom at night. A wretched old drunk redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. He read it in Peter. How soon we forget. I'd preach every day of the week. How soon we forget what God delivered us from. If you will get an invitation. Stand to your feet. I'll not ask you no questions. You and God already know.